Welcome to the Seller Roundtable e-commerce coaching and business strategies with Andy Arnott and Amy Wees. And we are live. Hello, everyone. How is it going? I hope you're having a wonderful Tuesday. And I am here with my dear friend, Tony Ivy from Omega Net Inc. Welcome, Tony. Thank you. Welcome. Hello, everybody. <laughs> it's so great to be here with Tony because, you know, so many private label sellers are really wondering how do I get beyond Amazon? How do I, you know, are my products even ready for that? Can I, you know, how do I sell wholesale? Somebody posted in, Darren Tilly posted in the Amazing at Home group um, yesterday. He asked, what kind of things should I include in a contract with someone? So he had someone reach out to him on his website, which is what often happens to us, right? Mm -hmm. We'll have a website. Someone will reach out to us and they'll say, well, I would like to buy your products wholesale for my store. And so Darren said, Amy, what do I do? How do, what kind of contract do I need to have in place? And people really don't know. So Tony, she has just been in this industry forever and she's got just all this knowledge and she is gonna help us master getting the first steps to starting to sell wholesale. So we're not talking big box retailers now. We got a long way to go before we get there. We're talking smaller specialty retailers, the first step. So we're gonna get into it now. I'm gonna share my screen and then I'm gonna let Tony take it away with, um, let's see here. I just wanna make sure that I have the full screen here. Oh, wrong one. Let me come <laughs> back here one more time. I want to get the full screen one. So there we go. All right, can you see that? Good, let's get started then. All right, Tony, I would love for you to introduce yourself to our uh, viewers. Wonderful. Well, I'm excited to uh, talk to all of you. Yes, OmegaNet Inc. has been in business for 22 years. We were one, we were the first in the industry to really start taking wholesalers online so stores could order online. But yes, uh, I was doing uh, 22 gift shows a year, having many booths, representing other lines, importing lines um, back in the 90s. And in the late 90s, um, I started OmegaNet because there needed, <clears throat> there needed to be a way that stores could find products in between shows, trade shows, and <clears throat> manufacturers could show their products and new items and everything in between shows. And there had to be an easier way. Um, and so <clears throat> we started OmegaNet and have helped uh, close to a thousand different uh, manufacturers uh, sell to stores, mom and pop stores, stores all over the country, all over North America uh, and, and other places, South America, etc. Um, doing millions of dollars worth of wholesale e-commerce. And um, it's just a, an exciting thing to be able to talk to you about how we can help you take the next step. Yes. And, you know, back in the day when you got started, Tony, 
it was a lot. If you were a retailer who wanted to sell to <clears throat> a, uh, a a mom and pop or you know a um, any kind of store that was across the country, you had to go to trade shows. And you yeah. kind of, yeah, you had to live on the road, right? You really, you didn't yes. get to kind of sell out of your website or out of your home or, and so now, you know, what you've done with Omega Net has kind of changed the whole landscape. It's really gotten, yes. um, it's given people the ability to sell, to, to access all these smaller independent retailers that would not, they would not otherwise be able to access um, without going to a trade show. Well, and there are trade shows. There are major trade shows. Um, the Atlanta one is the largest. Uh, New York, um, Dallas, Las Vegas. There, there's, and then there's regional ones around the market. So to really get a spread all over the nation, um, you had to be on the road. I, some of my clients have told me that they do twenty, uh, like thirty to to forty five trade shows a year. Well, that's ridiculous. I wow. myself, at this point, I was doing twenty, twenty to twenty two trade shows a year in the Southwest, and I said, "There's got to be an easier way. There's got to be an easier way." And so we have found it, and it's been highly successful. Yeah. And, you know, you helping with Amazing at Home has is not new. You've been helping um, our we had the Canton Fair experience. You were helping with the Canton Fair experience participants. And you've also helped so many of my clients at Amazing at Home get started in in wholesale. So I love that. Yeah. So I think the first question that people have is, are my products a good fit? Right. So let's talk about some things to consider before maybe take thinking about taking the wholesale leap. So the first thing that you should ask yourself is, do you have a website? Right. Do you have and and, you know, Tony can build you a website just for selling wholesale. That's fine. But if you already have a website, if you're only selling your products on Amazon, for example, and you don't your brand doesn't really live anywhere. Um, then you might have a few extra steps to complete before you can get into selling wholesale because you really want to have some brand presence off of, uh, of just Amazon. So a lot of people, they just launched their product on Amazon and they don't have anything. They don't have a website or anything. So again, Tony's company can build you a website a whole, that's specific for wholesalers and uh, that they can log into and order from you. So don't let this be a complete barrier, but it's something to think about when you're thinking about just really starting to expand your company. Uh, do I have that right, Tony? Definitely. There are several steps. There are several things to consider. Um, one of the things that is very important is that you know what brand you have. Building your brand and um, where people know your name. Um, and, but there's, there's steps even before that. Um, do you have a logo? You know, that's, do you have certain colors that you use? One of the things we're dealing with, with a lot of people that sell only to Amazon is that their, their products are not packaged in a way that would be in a retail store. So a lot of times I'll tell people, go to a retail store, look at how things are packaged. We need to figure out a way to not just present your item in a plastic bag, but let's design a header. Let's 
you know, do some packaging. Um, and again, your brand, your colors. Uh, that's one thing that we need to talk about is the packaging. But, but even before that, is that do you have the margin to sell wholesale? Let me explain. If you are selling on Amazon, let's say for $20, the store is wanting to know that they can sell it in their store for $20 to $25. So that means that when a store buys a product, they want a 50% margin at least. What that means is that they want to buy it from you for $10. So you say, oh my goodness, that's taken my profit. Well, let's talk about volume. Um, the volume at $10 to, that the store can sell for $20 to $22 or $25. Um, what you don't want a store to do is to search for your product on Amazon and it is selling on Amazon to consumers for less than they can buy it and sell it in their store. Um, when I started in this industry, no manufacturer would dare sell at a retail online. There was no Amazon at that point. Um, but what was crazy is that that slowly in our industry, I mean, no, no manufacturer would dare put up a website at all, or maybe just an information website, but never a retail website and never sell retail to the consumers or a store would not buy from you at all. Uh, but now it's different. It started changing about 10 years ago, 10 to 12 years ago. And now as long as you don't undercut your stores, you can sell <clears throat> retail online and a store doesn't seem to bother it. What that means is that if you're selling for 15, but you're selling to the stores for 10, they can't double their money. So you've got to look at your figures. And after all is said and done, can do you have the margin to really enter the wholesale market right to in order to meet that volume you know as well because that's really going to change your sales when you suddenly you know amazon is just one channel so when you can suddenly sell in hundreds or thousands yes. of yes. channels that's really going to mean a lot more volume for your company so even yes. if, and you know, a lot of people forget about uh, Amazon fees, you're not going to have to pay Amazon fees when you're selling to a retailer, right? You're just right. paying for your cost of, of goods before it reaches Amazon. And so, and then often the retailer is actually paying for shipping to their location as well. Oh yeah, all the time. The, the retailers are know that they're going to have to pay for shipping to their location. That's, they, they know that. So you definitely can, you can fit that into your margin. So you don't have to like think, oh my goodness, on Amazon, you know, it's $18 after fees and everything. And I'm only selling it for 25. Well, you may, if you're, if you're getting it from your supplier and you can get it to the U.S. to, you know, a 3PL or third-party logistics center for, you know, $8, well, then that still leaves you enough margin to um to to do well because you know you're still ten dollars under what you're selling it for so but also but yeah, also go you're going to be selling in volume uh and that's one of the things that we've run into with some of the people they they just have a big mass case where a store is not going to want to order uh i mean they're not going to be buying onesie twosies 
I mean, when you sell to a store, you're going to sell in 12s or sixes of that item or threes or fours or, you know, so um, you're, you're selling multiples. You're not selling onesie twosies. Right. And that saves a lot of work. <laughs> exactly. And then the other thing that we wanted to cover is, do you have a way to take payments? So the first thing is, if all of your products are at Amazon, at Amazon Fulfillment Centers, you're going to want some of, you can't fulfill wholesale bulk orders from Amazon Fulfillment Centers. So you're going to want to either have a warehouse that you keep them at. And there's plenty of these warehouses in 3PLs across the country, and they're very affordable. Um, and you're just going to want to have a way to be able to fulfill products. Um, and again, the retail will, will pay for shipping. You just have to have a way to say, okay, 3PL, can you send a case of six of these to this address? Here's the shipping label that this retailer has provided me. So right. It's, it's very easy. But then you have also have to have a way to take payments. So you need, you know, you're not taking the, the customer's not paying Amazon anymore, right? So you need to be able to take payments. There's plenty of payment providers. You've got Stripe, you've got Square, you've got PayPal. Um, you just need a way to accept a payment for someone buying these um, quantities from you. And then a way to, um, to store your inventory outside of Amazon so that you can fulfill some of it. Right. And and what and reason why you have to have something like Square or Stripe or something like or, or Authorize.net or something there, you need a way to process a credit card, not online. So store may call you. They may fax you an order. Um, there's a way you need a way to process it because uh, we don't do our wholesale websites with a gateway where it's where the payment is right away. Let me tell you why. A lot of stores right now, it's January. A lot of stores are purchasing for next Christmas. So they don't even want it shipped till the 1st of November, but they want to place the order now, which is wonderful for you because that helps you in your in your scheduling, your purchasing and your inventory. Uh, but a lot of times they, you know, they would be really upset if you charge their card now for what they're not going to get until November. So right. you need to be able to take that order securely. They're going to put it on a credit card. You're going to get that credit card. You're going to put it in a folder and you know when you're going to have to ship. So it's, it's, um, and let's say a store ordered a thousand dollars worth of products, but you only, and they want it shipped to you right away, but you only have $500 worth of products in stock and one of the things the store will tell you if they want things back ordered or not they'll say back order yes or back ordered no that means if you only have 500 of the a thousand dollar order that they want on hand they only want the 500 they only want to be charged for the 500 plus shipping so you need to once your order is ready to go include shipping then process the order that's the way it's done in wholesale. Just like if you were at a trade show too, you would take the order, you would get the credit card, but you would not process the credit card until you get back to your office and you're ready to ship. And so it does also, this last bullet point here, it is going to require some office work, right? It is going to require you've taken the order, you're getting some orders, which is really great. You can you know, order more from your supplier, you can get bigger bulk discounts, that kind of thing. So it's really good for your business, 
But at the same time, it is going to require some follow-up work to say, hey, you know, we got this order for you. We're ready to deliver it um, and, you know, get that shipping information and send it out. So just remember, it's not going to be, um, you know, there is going to be some, some work to set it up. But once you get it all set up, then it becomes any just like any other process in your business and um, you're able to grow through that. Now, there are some 3PL uh, facilities out there that will take the order for you and everything. They'll act at your back office. They'll actually take phone calls. Oh, and wow. yeah, I know one in Kentucky, which is uh, good because Kentucky is kind of like almost kind of like the middle of the country. And so they can ship to the east or the west and it's just getting it to the fulfillment company there. But they'll actually act as your back office uh, secretary and they'll do all that kind of stuff for you. Of course, it's a little fee. Got it. So let's go over some business rules. So, um, you know, the the whole thing, sometimes you'll notice on websites, there's usually a separate login for wholesalers. And the reason there's a separate login for wholesalers is because you don't want to you don't want the wholesale prices to be right on your main front page where your retail prices are. And retailers would not want to see that either. Right. So, um, you know, you don't want the customer. And this is like you got to hide that from the customer. Right. That's not the, the customer facing side of your website. So you really want to um, have kind of a back end uh, area on your website where a wholesaler can log in and they can follow these business rules for wholesale. And that's what um, Tony's company sets up for you. So we can go over some of these business rules. Um, you need, they, they have to be able to register with their sales tax number and all of their retail information. And this is for tax purposes, right? Because you're not charging them taxes no. and you're using that sales tax number. So your accountant's gonna need that at the end of the year. So you need to make sure you have an easy way to collect their sales tax information. So if you have this area on your website, it's very easy for them to submit those documents. They're used to it, you know, and then you have everything you need when it comes to tax time to take care of things. And then you need to make sure that you have minimum orders and minimum reorders. And I'll let Tony explain that. Yes, because it's not unusual at all. Again, the, your wholesale website is not for onesie, twosie orders. They are for um, volume, volume orders. So your initial opening order may be $250, but if once a company has ordered from you, maybe the minimum reorder is $50. So it has to be a wholesale website is a totally different animal from a retail website because it has to meet all these business rules. Over the years, we developed the system um, for specifically for the industry, and each manufacturer has different minimum orders, different reorders, and uh, you need to make sure that the consumers are not ordering from you that is actually legitimate stores, just like if you were at a trade show. And, and again, even the Items. Let's say you have a hundred items. Well, some of the items they have to order six. Some of the orders they items they have to order twelve, because that's the way they're packed. Um, and I help you with this too. I mean, there are sometimes a store is not gonna they're not gonna order uh, five hundred dollars worth of a, a product if they haven't proven that it will sell in their store. So uh, I tell people, listen, you're getting this big master carton. 
loose that you're using, you know, with loose items that you're using for Amazon. But for a store, they may want those items, only six of them uh, in a in a in a mini in a uh, mini carton or whatever small carton. So that's something that you can once we once we talk about how best to sell your products, you will talk to your supplier and they will charge a little extra to put them in a mini carton <clears throat> so that the 3PL um, people can just pick out that part carton, slap the sh shipping label on it and send it on. Exactly. Now some of, the other, some of the other things is that a store will want to put a purchase order number on it. And um, maybe your item you're going to offer if they only order six of an item it's one price but let's say they're going to order 600 of an item well you may choose to give them a lower price and that is all easily set up in our system so that it'll actually show them if you order six it's this price if you order 144 it's this price but if you order 600 it's this price and that entices the store to go ahead and get the discount and go ahead and, and order more products uh, now, we already talked about the fact that some people want delayed shipments, but also they want it, they want to be able to tell you easily when the ship date is, or if they can't get it by December 24, they want to cancel it. You know, so it's, um, these are just some of the rules. And, and our system is built so that it easily, you just enter it on a, on a spreadsheet and it easily follows the rules uh, for you. Um, and then um, it really, our system has a, a way that you can see reports, like what is your best selling item online? What is your, uh, what kinds of stores are purchasing your products? You may be surprised on what, uh, what stores are purchasing your products and how, um, and what your best sellers are. Um, in, when the industry, when I started in this industry back in the early 90s, there would be to Atlanta probably 50 to 70,000 stores that would come from all over the world. Now I'm headed to Atlanta next week. And to be perfectly honest, we'll be surprised if there's 30 to 40,000. The reason why is online <laughs> that they can, uh, they can come and instead of sending 10, spending 10 days walking the floors, <coughs> ordering products, uh, and only being able to order it twice a year, they now can order all the time. Exactly. So, From any one yeah. of the vendors in this wholesale network, right? So, Tony, what kind of products, I think we had this on the previous slide, but what kind of products are not a good fit for small and kind of specialty retailers like this? Are there products that people should not, you know, maybe that aren't a good fit for what OmegaNet does? We, we, there is, I'm amazed what sells. <laughs> um, when you go through, like when I'm in Atlanta, there are 8,000 exhibitors. There, I'll walk by things and I'll think, why would a store ever purchase that? Why would a consumer ever purchase that? But yet, you know, they're there um, and, Yes, even though trade shows used to be more popular, even though um, some people don't want to do, and it's it, it's kind of expensive, it is expensive to do a trade show. Trade shows 
can still be a vital, important part of the sales. Um, right. But then again, you need to analyze what kind of trade shows you want to go to. But um, but I don't know if there's any particular kind of products that sell and or don't sell wholesale. I mean, we have everything from jewelry to pet supplies to skincare lines to tabletop stuff to um, um, tablecloths and sheets. And I mean, yeah, we've got clients of all types of products that do phenomenally. So, um, so it's I don't best know just to ask the question. It doesn't, it doesn't cost you anything to ask the question. If you yeah, feel like I, you're ready for wholesale, then, you know, you can at least ask the question. Thanks for tuning in to part one of this episode. Join us every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for live Q&A and bonus content after the recording at sellerroundtable.com. Sponsored by the ultimate software tool for Amazon sales and growth, sellerseo.com and amazingathome.com.